Hi, I'm John. And I'm John. And I'm Willie's Saturated Liver. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Little Billy Barty, God rest. But thin fingers, not the fat sausage fingers. You got some lip on you, midget. Yeah, well these lips were on your wife's pussy last night. Why don't you dust that thing off once in a while, asshole? Cue the theme song. Look, I've boned a lot of fat chicks in my time, sure. But uh, as far as I can recall, I've never fornicated anybody. Where I come from, we didn't celebrate Christmas. Not because we were Jewish, but because my dad was a worthless, coward fucking asshole whose idea of a present was a daily punch to the back of the head. I've seen some pretty shitty situations in my life, but nothing has ever sucked more ass than this. Well, wish in one hand, shit in the other one, see which one fills up first. No shit. No, thank the fuck Christ. That's an awesome fucking story, kid. I'm out on my ass now. The fuck is wrong with you? I can't remember this shit. Fuck you! All right. 2003 brought what I have considered for a while to be one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's so fucking irreverent. Bad Santa. Yeah, Terry Swigoff directing. We had Billy Bob Thornton, Tony Cox, Lauren Graham, and a few other faces. John Ritter and Bernie Mac, uh, not the least of which. Um, Ritter and Bernie Mac. Both. Yeah, I know. We lost them both. It's so sad. This movie is dedicated to John Ritter, too. Uh, John Ritter. John Ritter. So I, I think this is a, a very good tribute to John Ritter. One of my favorite John Ritter performances, if not my favorite performance by him it's so good his face expressions when bernie mac is talking in that one scene about all the fucking and stuff man like fucking the ass and then he just goes back to like the little john ritter face things he doesn't even need to say anything his reactions are hilarious he makes noises with his lips him it's so those that scene they're all of the scenes between him and bernie mac have such weird sounds it's either Bernie eating uh, oranges yeah. or him making lip-smacking sounds when he's uncomfortable. Yeah, and they, edit, they sometimes edit it to those sounds. Yeah. Bernie Mac's orange eating, especially in the first scene that you meet him, is disturbing, yeah. to say the least. It puts and you on guard. If you noises like I am, <laughs> that scene is too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't go over too well. Um, so we have basically Willie and Marcus are a Santa and elf team. Marcus is a, uh, a little person and they are thieves, basically con men thieves. So they get into malls, they do their dog and pony show for Christmas, and then they uh, sneak behind and rob the malls blind of all the Christmas cash that they get. And uh, after their latest heist gets... Um, uh, a little bit heated between the two gents. Willie says he's never going to do it again, but lo and behold, next Christmas rolls around and Willie is back discovering things about himself and he meets a young boy named Thurman Merman who is also a wonderful character, Thurman. He's, <laughs> you feel for that kid throughout the whole movie. And man, oh man, like Willie is just a... It's one of the reasons I've always found this movie funny. He is such a piece of garbage human it's uncomfortable it is a lot of the times it is uncomfortable there's some stuff in here that's borderline like 
him with that young girl at the pinball machine is fucking not cool. Yep. He screams at kids and the moms in front of their kids. When that mom comes and she's like, look, why don't you tell Santa what you want? And he turns around with that mouthful of salad and goes, can't you tell him on my fucking lunch break? And the salad all spits out. And the woman just looks at him and goes, are you insane? <laughs> like, that is hard to watch. This time He's I so watched, uncomfortable. This time I watched the kid's face and the kid does look terrified. Oh yeah, he starts crying into his mom. He probably was terrified. Probably. That kid's young. Oh yeah, it's fucking disturbing. Like, how do you tell a five-year-old kid or a four-year-old kid, so that guy's gonna scream? And so don't worry, but he's going to scream because he's just a little kid. <laughs> he's like, so Santa's going to scream. Santa's going to scream some bad things at your mommy. That's not my mommy. I'm on my fucking lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that scene from Clerks where uh, what's his name is ordering all those porn flicks um, in front of that mom and her kid? Oh, yeah. The reason why that scene is a close up is because he wouldn't do it in front of the kid in real life. He didn't want it. He wouldn't say those things in front of the kid. And I think about that often when I'm watching movies like this and there there's something just really hard to stomach in front of a kid happening. I just wonder like how like I guess I guess those kids are just eating it and then just like getting decompressed afterwards. I guess. Well yeah, I mean, beats the shit out of the fucking the fucking donkeys and stuff in front of all those children. Yeah, but you could tell them that's funny. I mean I seeing, guess. seeing a like he's obviously not Santa. Right? Yeah. So seeing him beat up a donkey is pretty funny, actually. He says mean things to the children that sit on his legs. He does. That is true. It's interesting. So the beginning of this movie, what do you guys think of, do we really need the voiceover and him pissing in the alley? I do love the visuals and I love the music because it's the same music they use at the end. It's that beautiful piano classical music it opens like it's going to be a nice christmas movie yeah it's like the bar scene that we've seen before with nice christmas music and then it goes right to them and you're like that's when everything takes a fucking break but it's bookended with that voiceover and music and then the latter at the end in his voice yeah so it is bookended yeah i i don't mind because what he says up front is so freaking hilarious yeah me too yeah like the way he talks about his dad he was a dipshit fucking coward asshole who beat me and did all this crazy shit it's fucking hilarious like he's so deadpan in his delivery so it's not a it's not a typical thought pattern voiceover it's it's actually quite funny he's also like says he's the same so he can't he's no better or something like that as well yeah which you definitely see early on i mean man there's just no shortage of him being a complete train wreck it's staggering. Like it's it makes it as funny as it can be. That's not the stuff I laugh at the most. I'm like shocked at that stuff. Um, I I don't know. <laughs> Some of the funniest comedy though comes later on with him and the kid. It's when he's yelling at the kid. It's like insane. Are you fucking with me? What the fuck? That's always the funniest shit to me. Me too. Like when he's in the car and the kid's asking all those questions. Yeah. He just like has enough. He's like, are you fucking with it's me? It's the best. He's standing in the bathtub too. He's like, is everything a fucking test for you? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is it with your fucking sandwiches? Yeah. He's like passing out in the bed and he's like, yeah, and that's what he says. Like, and like he's half asleep. And he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's doing the fucking sandwich? <laughs> Fixing some sandwiches. 
It's that fucking grandma is great too. The way she, the only thing she says in the whole movie is, "I'll make you some sandwiches." Yeah, fix fix you, fix you some sandwiches. It's fix hilarious. And like some of the other things Thurman says about like being with God and Mary and the talking walnut and the pickle and like going on about just nonsense and they never explain any of that, but I think it's freaking hilarious. Well, but that stuff is like there is some weird Christmas story with that stuff that's obscure that kids dress up and do plays in. But like he just brings that shit out of nowhere. That kid is so um, funny. He's so funny, but he's so peculiar. But, yeah. he, and he's, but he's vulnerable, too, and sad, and he's everything. It's just the kid who played him did such a, a good job, and, and I don't know, the way they directed it around him and his parts of the story, like, you feel for him. He has, like, a real arc. They all do. Like, I don't know if what, what Willie does by the end is enough to, to salvage him as a person. <laughs> At least he's like has a plan to move on and he's going to take his penance to do it and he thinks he needs where he needs to go. But like Thurman actually like learns a lot from, from Willie in a good way. I disagree though because I think that the, his character, the scene where I see him transformed is when he's talking to them when he's got the gun on him. And he, he's, like, crying, and he says, like, I get why you guys want to kill me, but, like, what the fuck? Why would you guys, why do you guys need all that shit? Yeah. And all the fact that he risks his life to get that kid his toy. Yeah, he goes for the he toy before. His hands in the air, but he's like, no, that kid's getting his fucking toy. Yeah, but you, that's what the thing for me is that the whole movie, he's driven, he's, he's one of those guys that is, like, so downtrodden. He's just out of fucks, and he's trying to kill himself just by drinking. Like, he robs, and he, he does all that shit because he Other just doesn't too. care. <laughs> Other ways, too. But, I mean, he's um, he's just determined to fucking drive off the rails, and fucking, he doesn't give a shit if he's dying, right? And um, yeah. and then you really start to warm to him. At that one scene, I think it's, it's at the scene where they're unloading all the equipment to bring into the mall, right? And they're like loading up the Santa bag and the presents and everything with all their gear. And he just starts going like fucking kids, you know, you know what I mean? And you see right there that transformation where he's like softened to it. There's the kid is getting to him. And um, I think that's when you really start to to like him. I think that's that's his. The pickle scene, the pickle scene too, is another great yeah. scene. He's staring at that pickle. That's just and he's well enough. And it's all just a piece. It's it's literally just a fucking weird shaped piece of wood that's brown. Yeah, it, it has like his blood on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all brown. But he likes it though. He's like so touched, and the girl is so touched by him giving the gift. The thing that I laughed out loud at the most this time because I don't, I didn't really laugh this movie because I've seen it so many times. But I laugh the most is when the kid gives him his report card and he looks at it and he said, Thurman, is that your name? So he did not know this whole time yeah. what his name was. The whole fucking movie. That's the first time he ever found out his name. It's because he, he just calls him kid. I know, yeah. he just calls him kid. He never bothers to ask him. He never inquires about it. He finds out by fucking accident. Thurman Merman. Yeah, this, I had the the unique pleasure to watch this movie with someone that had never seen it. Oh, no way. And that's so fun. Unlike Colin, I laugh a bunch of this movie still, despite having seen it. And even more because the person I was watching it with was like, was loving the movie the whole time. Just because oh, like, 
it's got so much fucking good humor in it. It's got so much, like you said, it's so irreverent. It takes everything that you know about Christmas and Santa movies and fucking dumps it on its head. Yeah. It is all about just the biggest piece of shit degenerate ever. And it somehow makes him likable. Yeah. They lean into it. I mean, the, the thing I always laugh at every time I watch it and I don't know why it gets me. And it's, I know why actually to the editing is when you see them coming for the second job in Arizona and they're walking through the parking lot and he's drinking a Mickey and he throws it in the air and it lands on a car and sets off the alarm yeah. shatters the windshield. I burst out laughing every single time I see that. It's too because um what's his name? What's uh what's the Marcus's name, yeah. Marcus. He's just like it's his reaction. Yeah, yeah. He's it like, is. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. Yeah, Marcus has to just watch as Willie falls apart when he's watching the pinball scene him with the young girl, they're like, Ooh, you motherfucker. He just sees it happening over and over again when he uh asks Bob Chapesco about his fuck stick and Pushes all that stuff too far and gets caught banging the fat lady up the ass in the tall men and women's tall se- section. It's, oh, it's yeah. insane. All that stuff's made better once again by John. I love John Ritter keep having to keep going to the security guy with his inquiries of what he has seen. And she said she's not going to SHIT right for a week. And then they call that back when Billy Bob gets to his hotel. Oh, yeah. And there's that hooker. And then she goes, Oh, Willie, the last time I didn't shit right for a week. And he's like, No, 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 it's not that. Just come here so I can ask you something. And she, like, wobbles over with the tourist asshole. <laughs> Fucking great. See, I also noticed this time she's wearing a high heel on one foot and not on, <laughs> and not on the other. She's, which makes her waddle even worse. I can't remember the name. She's a great actress from other stuff. Yeah. I don't yeah, she's, she's in other stuff too. She's funny. Yeah, this movie also, it's not very long. Oh, it's thankfully see, short. Yeah, and you can see they did some really creative editing at the point where he, he he beats up those kids and um, redeems himself, kind of, and then he tells uh, Marcus about it in the locker room, and then they cut to the boxing ring. So you can see that they edit out a whole ton of shit, and they didn't, and it works. It just works. It's just like he's like, "Why should I do this?" And he's like, "Because I did all this for you, so let's just do it." And he's like, "Well, he's pathetic." So it gets all explained in great dialogue. Yeah. At the beginning of that boxing scene, he's like, look at this kid, he's pathetic. And Billy Bob goes, yeah, well, let's show him something. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't defend him at all. He's like, yeah, this, yeah. this kid is fucking weird. And then also they use words like the F word, which Brent calls it, and the R word. They, they, Marcus calls him a retard as well. So they get away with a lot of stuff in here. Oh, yeah. Well, the language and stuff is, yeah. like, pretty crazy in this fucking movie. I know it's an R-rated movie, but still. I think I think I read they say fuck, like, 183 times or something. Like, fuck, fuck me, yeah. Santa, fuck me, Santa, fuck me, Santa, fuck me, Santa. Yeah, I that was enough right there. I've always had a huge crush on her, so the fact that she plays such a crazy, sexually aggressive woman in this is, like, awesome. I, I It's just such a departure from anything that that actress has ever done. She usually plays like that. She's on some TV show. She was on Gilmore Girls. I've never, seen, I've never seen Gilmore Girls, but I know that she's the girl from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, that's yeah. all I know, too. But, I, but I've always thought it. that she was cute. And so, like, the fact that she was in this she's movie, 
and she did this and stuff, and she does she does a great job. Too. Everyone, the casting was great, down to like even that guy who thinks that he is hitting on him. The weird oh, the guy from Office Space. Yeah, AJ Naidu. Hell, fucker. <laughs> Isn't that a weird scene? It is a weird scene that comes out of but nowhere. It, but it, I know it, it's it, how they introduce the kid, kind of getting back with yeah. Billy Bob. Yep. Is that he comes and like rescues them? Yeah. From getting raped by this weird guy. The dialogue was good though because he's like, "Are you off your meds?" And he's like, "Yes," but that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that the dialogue was good enough. It was weird though. Your clown. Yeah. It's the only thing that seems out of place. Yeah, I, I, I always remember that being out of place until I see that it brings Thurman back into the picture. And then he has it's to drive weird. Thurman home and he has to figure out he lives there. So, I don't know. It seems like a weird solution to the problem of how do we get these two together so that he can drive Thurman home. Like, <clears throat> I guess they thought about having Thurman get jumped outside the mall, but they had to save the beat-up scene for later. So, I don't know. I give it a pass because it, it doesn't slow things down. It's a minor, minor, I wouldn't even call it a speed bump because it's kind of funny. It's just daring how risky this is. I would never write this shit. Like, it's so fucking, it's so dark and fucked up. And I don't think it's that daring. I think it's definitely dark and it's super irreverent and it's super, super, like, like black comedy if ever that's what i mean though like i would never go to the limits that they do like the scene where he marcus sees him with a girl who i i would guess is 15 years old Mm -hmm. and he's like showing her how to use a pinball machine that shit is fucked up when he's like banging into her yeah even filming that is fucked up like never mind writing it down but then picking a girl like I definitely side with Marcus on that one in fact the movie does a the movie does a pretty pretty great job of having you side with Marcus through most of it he can't really can't flip him shit right to call about his lollipop guild or whatever it is he flips him the same shit two days in a row and Willie calls him on it Willie gets him at every turn uh but then so it's a great flip when Willie turns around and ends up yanking the gun on him later it's almost like you're like yeah this this makes sense it's not out of nowhere to the point where you think it's cheesy it's out of nowhere to I don't know you kind of liked Willie or uh, Marcus up to then well, you don't even you don't even feel bad when Marcus kills Bernie Mac because Bernie Mac knows that Willie is living with that kid and like is a dangerous felon living with a kid um, inappropriately and illegally um, staying in this guy's house. He goes to visit the guy in jail. The guy asks him point blank, "Is my kid okay? Is everything okay?" And he just like, "Yeah, thanks for your time." Like so, at that point, you're like, Bernie Mac is a is a bad guy. Also, he's just looking for his money. He steals that kid's shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I I like that scene. I liked what Bernie Mac did to that kid. That kid was a brat trying to steal a game, and then Bernie Mac stole from him. I was like, justice. And then my my favorite scene is when he's getting the pedicure. Oh, my God. Ah, candy. Don't be afraid, girl. Get in there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. He's like, put a little something with some gloss on there. Yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> and then he that's screams at her. 
Go ahead, I can take it. Yeah, then he can't. Then he can't take it. He screams out. She falls yeah. far away. Damn, so woman! Ah! <laughs> shit, man! What the hell? That's so funny. It is. Bernie Mac, a big fucking loss, man. He's yeah. a gem. He, he was. was so good in this movie too. He had a TV show that I cannot remember what the name of the show was, but I only saw one episode. Probably but Bernie Mac show. It might have been, but it was hilarious because he had this this nephew like. He was like they were. His family was living with him, but his nephew and his nephew wanted to do the um, the uh, uh, what's that called? Where yeah, where yeah, it's a gymnastics thing. Where yeah, yeah. Oh, like the the baton. The baton, and you trail the thing, but the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at first, Bernie Mac didn't like it because he thought that was pretty feminine. But then, like, he started getting into it, and the kid was so good. So, like, it was really funny. I wish I saw more. I think they only went one season. But he, him and John Ritter, like, the chemistry between them is amazing. They're part of what makes this movie. If you replace those guys and replace them with two less effective actors... Yeah, anybody. The movie is not as good. You still have a good Billy Bob and a great Marcus. Um, or a great Billy Bob and a great Marcus and a great kid. But they are... I mean, they play this other side. They're the other side of the fulcrum, right? Like, they balance the movie yeah. with, with their, the opposition, right? I love the scene where he tries to fire them and uh, they shame him and stuff and make him feel like afraid of lawsuits. I have nothing wrong with you people. You people? <laughs> Did you hear that, Mark? And what's that term everyone keeps using? Because Bernie Mac uses the same term, um, uh, special treatments or something. Oh, um. Oh. Special considerations or. Special uh, privileges or something like that. Yeah. I love that shit. Bitch, bitch, really bitch. When he talked to John Ritter about that, and he's like, he's like, do you want 200 of these little, these little guys oh to my God. from America around the bar? Whatever he says to him. Even your name, holding up fucking signs. Yeah. Unfair practices. Unfair practices, that's what it is. Yeah, bitch, bitch. Unfair practices is what it is. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny. Man. Also, he takes that so far because John Ritter gives in and then he can't help himself. He fucking gets up, and before he leaves, he calls him pathetic or something like that. I can't, I can't remember. I'm like, Marcus takes one of his candy canes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so the uh, the, the Cohen brothers EP'd this, executive produced it, and and had um, tried to do they some did, different they things. Did they not? What's that? They did the rights on the script with uh, with the director too, didn't they? They might have done some rewrites. Yeah. I don't know about that for... You know Bill Murray was supposed to play Willie, too? Yeah, you Bill know? Murray and um, James Gandolfini as well. Gandolfini? As Willie, yeah. No way. Like, you, you know, as much as I love both those actors, I don't can't see anybody but Bill. No, Billy no. Bob is so fucking good in this. He nails it. He's, I don't, he's this talent. Like, if you think of his character from Armageddon, where he's kind of the nice guys but serious and then this one where he's complete and utter piece of shit like that's range right there it's crazy because i always and i don't know why i just had this thing where i hated billy bob but then i saw him in monsters ball and so this good. and i was like jesus he's actually amazing yeah I think it's because he looks like he looks like a redneck he, he does looks like some, like racist yokel <laughs> and i think that it's just that visual to me i'm like I think it's got in my head originally. Yeah. Until I started to see him and realize that he's like so good. Yeah, if you watch him from Sling Blade, 
to to Monsters Ball to this. He could do anything. I've actually yeah. never seen Spring Blade. Oh my god! We should do should that. See- I haven't seen that in forever. We should check it out when uh, Sling Blade's a great hold up movie. He yeah. plays a really bizarre character in Sling Blade. He wrote, directed, and starred in that. He wrote, directed that too. Yeah. yeah. No way. And yeah. that's what got him kind of into Hollywood because he was kind of like a lesser known actor until Sling Blade. That was probably enough to get him married to Angelina. It was. Guaranteed it was. I think it was around that time that they did get together. And then, of course, like you mentioned, Monster Ball. He's fucking amazing in that. Amazing. And then this is like such a departure from both those roles. Well, this is comedic. And comedic is the hardest thing to pull off. totally. And especially, like, can you imagine this comedic? Because this isn't just, like, being silly and funny. This is being funny while also being completely... um, disturbed and inappropriate yeah <laughs> yeah it, yes. is, it has got to be like a serious fucking tightrope yeah what a great fucking job he does he, the other movie that he's really good in that he's not in that much is primary colors with with the one about oh yeah yeah with travolta yeah he yeah. plays like the campaign manager or something like that he's really good in that too and he was a solid he was a solid president of the united states and love actually Really? Oh, that's right. He's in love. Actually, as that. Yeah. He's the president in that. Yeah. yeah. He 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 sexually uh, uh, solved some. Uh, what's his name's uh, love interest? Natalie. Uh, you guys did that before my tenure, right? Did yeah. That hold up. Yeah, we did it with uh, the clown heiress. I. It would be a borderline. I know some of the storyline should have been cut altogether. It didn't hold up. No, I don't it think didn't. it did. But you know what? I, j- I just watched it the other day because it's one of the you know few Christmas movies that you watch, and it, I felt exactly the same way. Like the good storylines are funny, and I want to see more of them. The president with Natalie and the writer, um, what's his name, writer. with the Portuguese gal, and uh, those are all good. But then you get the other ones, like the the creepy one with Kira Knightley, where the guy like comes to her door with the signs. And says, I love you, but you're married to my friend. And then she yeah. runs out in the street and kisses him. It's like so inappropriate. And, yeah. And the, Even our guest, who was a, a stand-up comedian um, who was did that show with us, felt the same way. Yeah. We all, a couple of the stories worked. And then the ones that didn't fucked up the ones that did. And yeah. It was a bit of a mess. But I do love the stories that work. And I'll watch it again because of those stories. Because hmm. I like those so much. But yeah, this is like, you know what? This might be my favorite Christmas movie, though, Bad Santa. I think it is. When I was watching it, um, I can't think of it. Like, I mean, Christmas Vacation, sure. But I think I enjoy this uh, better. Christmas Vacation is a close one. Yeah. This would be up there in, in my most favorite Christmas movies to watch. Like, Die Hard would be up there. Uh, See, I got asked that last night, whether Die Hard was a Christmas movie. And of I feel like. But why? It's just got Christmas in it. There's nothing Christmassy in it. I know. There's a, aside from it's kind of no different from Christmas. Yeah, it's kind of no different from the movie we did last week because our pre-Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life because that's not exactly a Christmas movie either. They actually like sing Christmas Carol and stuff, don't they? Just at the end. Love- just at the end. So I don't know if a movie has a substantial amount of Christmas or Christmas around it. It's not like Santa needs to save the day or you need to be Santa Claus as a character. Bruce Willis. It's a Wonderful Life is a Christmas movie. Don't they say that. We did it for our Christmas episode. What's that? Did I know it's our Christmas <laughs> episode, but I'm thinking 
They run it. They when I was a kid, the reason I saw it so much is because in December they run it twenty four seven. They used to run it twenty four seven on TV. Like I watched today um, as my payback for making somebody watch Bad Santa. I had to watch White Christmas, um, which is definitely a Christmas movie. Right. Yeah, America on 34th Street. I mean, is that's uh, what I'm thinking about with Christmas movies. But, movies that are directly sent, like Bad Santa is a Christmas movie, despite the fact that it is totally unconventional in the way it does that. When I was in Detroit, though, with uh, Dave last year, um, in like in December. Everybody knows Dave. They, they, uh, they fucking had, we went to the theater to watch Die Hard and they were playing Die Hard at one of the theaters and it was fucking packed with people and I, it was no, Christmas I, sweaters. I know and, that it's generally accepted yeah. and doesn't it say, like, there's some things in there that are like ho, ho, ho or whatever. Like, Oh yeah, yeah and there's oh, Christmas music. Yeah. There's lots of Christmas music in it. Uh, now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. He sends that dead body up with the shirt with the drawing on it and the hat. Yeah, I'm not going to die on that grave. I'm willing to accept it as a Christmas well. movie. It just, it started to make me think um, whether it was or not. I mean, this and Christmas Vacation would definitely... There's no Christmas lessons in that, right? It, it's like, true. That's usually what Christmas is about. That, more Christmas but, lessons are taught in Die Hard 2 when the when the fat traffic cop is like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so wait a second. If Die Hard is a Christmas movie because it takes place at Christmas, then Die Hard 2 is also, would also be a Christmas movie well, think about all the movies that take place during Christmas. Yeah. Like, or with Christmas just as a setting. Oh, okay. Them. So, um, the one we did for Hold Up was uh, with Kevin, uh, Home Alone. Home Alone. I mean, Home Alone's definitely. That's a Christmas movie. But, like, why is it, what is it, what is it about that that's more Christmassy than Die Hard? Because it's, like, all Christmas music. It's all about oh, yeah, Christmas. Yeah, that's fair. It's all, like, if, if at the end, there's, like, a lesson learned that family is important and all that stuff. Well, John learns. No, I was gonna, as I said it, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Again, I keep talking myself. I'm like I said, why am I arguing against myself? It's not my stance. <laughs> it's not my stance. I'm just wondering. So my favorite time that Willie screams at the kid, and did you guys notice this? I mean, I've noticed it every time, but the kid actually, when they're playing checkers, and he, and he beats him, and Willie throws the it's ball. he keeps going to make a move, and then he doesn't. Then he goes to make a move, and then he doesn't. And then he rapes him. Yeah. But so, did you guys notice that he smiles and says, do you want to play again? Yeah. yeah. After he blows up. After he flips the board. So, is the kid actually fucking with him? But this is the thing, is that the kid constantly walks this this fine line between, excuse my language, retardation and 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 normal kid, right? It seems like he's a, he's a, he's a, an animal of his environment. Right, he has not been brought up well. His dad's obviously in jail, and he's basically living with a coma victim. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he hasn't. He's totally socially awkward. He's basically raised by wolves, essentially. Like he's brought up by himself, essentially. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think that I think that he's of normal intelligence. I just think that he is socially. So I think it's a nurture, not a nature. We we've talked about this before. He's like Bobby Boucher in The Water Boy. He's not yeah, he's okay, not yeah. special needs. He has no mental handicaps or disabilities. He's just not been raised properly and he has the potential but is quickly learning as he goes through this movie. Yeah, I never I never think like this kid is special in any kind of way. It's just he's I That's why I feel so bad for him. You start out thinking that way, but by the end 
Like he's just doing such heartfelt little things and you're like, oh, and he, when he yeah. admits, he's like, I know you're not Santa Claus. I thought you just might want to give me a present because we're friends. I like want to cry. I'm like, Morgan, give him a gift. Give him a pink elephant. Not too, but when the kid carves him a pickle, like you got to be like, Jesus, a pickle? Like who fucking carves a pickle for somebody? I also love in his note at the end how he says that he hopes there wasn't too much blood on the elephant, but there was blood on that kid's present and it didn't stop him from enjoying it. So maybe that doesn't matter. Yep. They, I love all that uh-huh. shit. Yeah, yeah. They even write, they even like slow type of the... Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. I mean, this movie, as fucked up as it is and as dark as it is and as R-rated as it is, it has big hearts, this movie. You know what this smart. movie needs was a sequel with Kathy Bates. Okay, so guys, I have never, ever, ever, ever seen the sequel and I will not watch the sequel. I haven't either, but I started to no, watch no, it last no, night. No, no. But I fell asleep 15 minutes after starting it. Um, not because it was bad, because it hadn't had time I to be heard bad it's yet. really bad, so I won't watch it, because no. I feel like it's going to ruin this one for me, like Matrix 2 and Matrix 3, and probably Matrix 4. Coming to HBO, HBO Max soon. Yeah. What about Avatar 6 through 19? Oh. Yeah. No, so it's... I will not watch the sequel to this. It's, I will not watch it. It's true. They, I will they, because I got to see what happens. I got to know where they what they thought was a good idea. No, well, John, you see, it's got it's, fucking people. It's got the kid as a fucking I know. As an adult. That doesn't help. And no. he's still like weird, but less weird. And that even the horror is in it. The horror with the can't shit right. No, she's in it in the first ten minutes. Oh my god! See, that's why. That's why you can you can't just can't do it. They can't help themselves. If we're going to make a sequel, then we have to rehash as many elements as we can without question for why or how impactful. Like, I think we've all seen this movie so many times that that hooker who got pounded in the ass stands out to us. And when she's in this one, we'd be like, hey, but that's like that. That's just not what it is. You can't have a story around that. You just never should have done it. What is he oh, like? It, it, she's a small part. She's on no, no, I, I know. I, I'm just saying I hate I hate the way they're doing it. And it like. Whatever, it, it seems like a good idea, and that means it's so good that people really liked it and wanted more, and we can't stop saying it on the show. Fucking more is less. Wrong. Less is more, motherfuckers. That's right. <laughs> so you just, you, you no, don't. you're right, you're right. So I'm, I'd expect it to be, like, atrociously bad. Like, I wouldn't want it to sully how I feel about this movie. Which, if you guys are cool, I'll I'll start to call it. Uh, I'm fine if you want to call it. Colin, you're good with that too. Yeah. Great. He's nodding because he's not in camera. He walked away. But anyway, that's fine. Um, I think I think this movie holds up. I just it will remain as like one of my one of my favorite because it's so so ridiculous. It is a train wreck for the first 15 minutes. Like all the stuff he does in Miami. The movie pulls a great little a great little twist there in Miami when he's behind the bar and he's doing what he said he was going to do, open a little place on the beach. And the dude, yeah, Brian Callum comes in and is like, the fuck, get from behind my bar. And he chugs the drink. He's like, fuck you, asshole. And then um, he steals a bottle of vodka, throws it back at him. Has like inappropriate, like even when he's going through the, um, uh, goes to the valet station and steals the car and uses the registration because he stole the keys to go to the house and rob the it's like also ingenious as things are going on at the start of this movie to get it rocking and it's just he's such a massive piece of shit it's a it's a spectacle to watch like just sits there after kids are done sitting on his lap and pisses his pants 
And he doesn't even seem to know it until Willie tells or until Marcus tells him. He's like, You pissed your pants. He's like, Ah, shit. <laughs> That's the first scene with him is he pisses. That kid sneezes on his face uh, and he doesn't wipe his face. He just keeps taking kids. Yeah, yeah that bothers me. Yeah. I, I that bothers me. watching his beard and his face cover that chocolate. I've got coronavirus PTSD. I couldn't see that kid spit on his face like that no. and not think immediately of fucking spraying your face with kerosene. That's hard to watch. The scene where he's woken up and he throws beer bottles, like, and he's just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and just whirling beer bottles at nothing in particular. And then, yeah. he's, then he drinks the beer bottle with the cigarette butt in it. And then you're just like, what the hell is this person? I, I don't know. For whatever reason, that sticks with me. And it makes it, it makes his eventual turn to, like, being on, on Team Thurman and, and on Team Fuck Me Santa. Um, that, that just gives this movie more heart and whatever than it may be deserved for being an way over the top comedy that it's just grounded in such hilarity it's it's good it, it's good it's short it's a perfect watch it's it's crazy crazy it's a perfect christmas movie it's great it's a perfect christmas movie it it's a weird thing to say holds up it's so weird like i thought i would like it and i was looking at it really critically and i was like you can't fault too much here it goes along for the craziness that everyone goes through. It's pretty much at that right level for, for everything. No, it's true. It's true. It, it would be hard to say it doesn't hold up after we raved about it for the whole episode. Yeah, what doesn't, what doesn't work? There's, there's it's my favorite Christmas movie. It honestly is. Like, I will watch it every, I watch it every Christmas, and there isn't a movie that I have done that with other than this since it came out. I've watched this twice. I think I've seen it two times since last Christmas. Like, just I won't. It's not even a seasonal movie for me. It's just a. It's just a movie that I know I can turn on and enjoy. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah. It, like, if I'm gonna like just watch something half-assed, or if I'm gonna crash and watch something or anything else, this is one of those movies that I know I can turn on. And if I go to Netflix and find it, and I go to turn it on, and it's like resume, I'll resume it wherever it was because I know I'll just keep watching. Yeah, and that's why I enjoy it from wherever it is. Right. It's, it's good start to finish. The characters are all enjoyable. The arc is fucking great. I mean, the story is is bananas. The whole fucking idea of this thing is bananas. Yeah. But it's, like, believable. And I maybe the one thing I'm sad about is um, that Bob Chapeska's character doesn't have a better send-off in the movie. He just They just kind of stop showing him, and you hear him over the loudspeaker when they're shutting down the last night, he's saying like a Merry Christmas to everybody over the loudspeaker, but he doesn't really have an exit from this movie. And I'm not sure that's a bad thing. Cause he was never a primary character. Like once you're they're done dealing with Bob, they start dealing with Bernie Mac and Bernie Mac kind of takes over that role. And Bob is just in the background, but his scenes up yeah. front are just scene stealers. I agree with Colin on that one. Quotable. Movies, this movie is quotable. Every scene has a line that's quote that you would quote. <laughs> the whole thing like, the oh, thick sausage fingers I don't know why it just gets me <laughs> you pissed yourself <laughs> did you did you say the words oh yeah I'm gonna hold up I thought I didn't know I thought you were still doing yours but yeah I 100 hold I I ranted through this whole thing yeah. I'm sorry it holds up for me if it's I all over the so. place the structure is great it all works good I mean they're, they're all of the characters have arcs. 
Um, like, well, while Willie and the kid have arcs, and that's all you need, which is great. And then there was, then I, I hate um, Marcus's girlfriend. Fucking hate her. Oh yeah. You know, like as I'm, as I should. And Brent's right. I like Marcus throughout most of the movie, but like by the end, I don't like him anymore. And so when he pulls a gun. Well, it's really interesting because you do like him until he turns on Willie. Yeah. And then you don't like him because you've started to like Willie. Like, they fuck with you. They they turn it on. Yeah, you start yeah. liking Marcus and you start disliking Willie. Yeah. And then by the end, you're a fan of Willie. And then you don't mind Marcus. Even after he kills Bernie Mac, you're still like, business is business. Bernie Mac wasn't a great person. And he's just trying to get his money back. And when he turns the gun on Willie... And you see that Willie has had, like, he's completed his his transformation. You you immediately turn against Marcus. Willie's it's actually fine. really it's actually really well done the yeah. way that they do that. It I is was, like full on crying when that happens. There's no pleasure in this, Willie. <laughs> yeah. I even like the dialogue. The dialogue is really good. Yeah, no, there's a lot of heartfelt stuff. Uh, Lauren Tom is the actress who plays um, Lois, Marcus's wife. Um, and so she was um, in the show Friends as uh, Ross's girlfriend Julie, which I had didn't know. And she also voices Amy Wong from Futurama. She's no in a, she's in a bunch awesome. of other stuff too. So I know I recognize her, but she's just so made up and weird looking in this movie. She plays that she's part so one. well. Also, the other scene I laugh out loud is when he's trying to get Willie to uh, take. I mean, I, I, when I first saw this, I laughed out loud at everything. But when 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 he when he's trying to uh, uh, Bernie Mac's trying to get Marcus to take him out to the car. And he's like, draw me fucking picture. Yeah, draw it up. Like, How do I do it? And <laughs> Sketch it up. impossible. Draw me a picture of how I get into the car. <laughs> draw it up, fucking Picasso or, or whatever. I can't remember what he calls him. Or, uh, Michelangelo. It's so funny. Yeah, that's great. It is good. Yeah, right on. Well, there you go. Merry Christmas to everybody. We are still recording via crappy online means, but as soon as we can get back in there without killing each other, we will bet your bottom dollar. <laughs> All right. Yes. So we thanks. We're the fucking beast as far as Canada's concerned. So right now, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. Are. Things aren't good. So we're being as safe as we can, and we love you all. We want to keep doing this for you, and we got some fun stuff planned coming up uh, we got some new year's episodes coming and then some january episodes where we're delving back in time a little bit uh after we watched it's a wonderful life we decided to check out a couple more movies from the 60s to see how they hold up so you can stay tuned for those in january as well so thanks for listening everybody it's great to have you and as always enjoy your shit Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.